Welcome to Day of Destiny with Dr. Michelle Corral, author, prophetic teacher, and pastor of Breath of the Spirit Prophetic Word Center. Dr. Corral can be seen weekly, nationwide, and around the world on her weekly telecasts that air on God TV, Impact, and Word Network. Now, let's join Dr. Corral by experiencing Day of Destiny, designed with your highest destiny in mind. Now, here is Dr. Corral. To you about preparing for that consecration and getting your heart ready and getting your heart ready with God. Amen. Today, we're going to be speaking to you about about the from the book of Esther and the anointing. And I want you to see this. The Bible says in Esther chapter 2, verse 12, and we are here today to pronounce to you the word of the Lord. And the word of the Lord is that everyone is going to have their turn and everyone is going to have their time. Put your hand up if you're waiting for your turn and you're waiting for your time. I want you to know that your turn is about to happen. Some of you have been waiting on God. You've been waiting on God for years. You've been waiting on God for months. Some of you have been tested and said, when is my turn going to come? When is my name going to be called? When is God going to open a door of destiny for me? But I am here today to tell you that this is a supernatural season. And I am here to say to every person today that is preparing for consecration in the body of Christ, that God is getting you ready for your turn and for your time. If you will look at Esther chapter 2, and we're going to look at verse 12. The Bible says, now when every maid's turn was come, say this with me, everybody had their turn. Say it again, and everybody had their time. The Bible says when every maid's turn was come, that means that everybody had a turn. And the Bible says, when every maid's turn was come to go in unto King Ahasuerus, for she had been 12 months according to the manner of women. So were the days of their purifications accomplished. What does this mean? The days of their purifications accomplished. First of all, I want you to know that scripture is not interested in the perfuming smells of the oils that, that Esther was being immersed in. That that is not what this text is about. The text is not about sweet-smelling perfume upon Esther or the sweet-smelling perfume that was preparing the women for the potential of being in a place of greatness and destiny. I want you to know the way this text is written is that this text is written to do a comparison in the context because we need to see that the writer of the book of Esther, who is Mordecai, is actually showing us that it was the anointing that Esther was being immersed in in order for her to find favor with the king. And the Bible says here, as we look at the scripture, for a 12, for she had been 12 months according to the manner of women, for so were the days of her purification accomplished. Six months with oils of myrrh and six months of sweet odors or sweet spices. Now, dear people of God, this is written exactly like Exodus chapter 30. Because in Exodus chapter 30, verse 23, the scripture tells us that the special oil that God told Moses 
to make to be used in the tabernacle. It was a special kind of oil in Hebrew called the Shemin HaKadosh. It was a special oil that separated and that consecrated. The Bible says, take unto thee principal spices of pure myrrh, 500 shekels, and of sweet cinnamon, half so much, even 250 shekels. And the Bible says, and sweet calamus, 250 shekels, and of cassia, 500 shekels. What we need to understand, dear people of God, is that the Bible, again, is not interested in the sweet-smelling uh, 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 elements that are put into oil, but what the scripture is telling us here is the deposit that's being made into the oil. And we need to understand that these spices in biblical times were, 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 were actually very, very costly. So what the scripture is showing us is not just the perfume of the spices, but the cost of the spices. And you and I need to understand that if we are going to come into a brand new anointing, that the spices are a prophetic parallel of the price behind the power of your life, the price behind the power of God. The spices represent the price of the anointing. The Bible says a pure myrrh, 500 shekels. Do you know what that means? Myrrh in biblical times was sold for about $4,000 in today's money, an ounce. And, and, and we, we go to look at that and we understand that that is very costly because the anointing is going to cost you something. The anointing is going to cost you everything that you've got. The anointing, this kind of an anointing requires a price. Some of you may say, Dr. Correll, what price do we pay for the anointing? The myrrh represents tears because the word in Hebrew for the word myrrh, the prefix of the word is the word mar. And that word mar is a word that is used for bitterness and tears when and, and the mar or the mirror, the, the myrrh would come in distilled drops in the form of tears. So you and I need to understand that God is saying a strong deposit into that anointing is the years of tears. And the myrrh is a prophetic prefiguring of the price of your power. The myrrh is a prophetic prefiguring of how God is going to take your pain and use it toward purpose, that everything in your life, every painful experience, every trauma, every tribulation, everything that you have gone through, your tribulation is going to be used for exaltation in the kingdom. Can I get a witness somewhere? So I want you to see that the words that are used here are myrrh and sweet cinnamon and sweet calamus, hallelujah, and cassia. Very, very quickly, the word calamus in Hebrew is taken from the word sweet cane. And that word cane, cane was a spice that grew like a rod. It was like a stick or like a rod. And what does that represent for the anointing in your life? It was used for measuring. And I want you to know that the anointing is something that's, that is going to stretch you in the spirit. You are being measured by God to come into another place, to come out of yourself, to come out of your ability, to come out of your knowledge, to come out of your capability. When you 
step into the anointing, you're stretched, just like that sweet calamus, into another place. How many of you want to be stretched into another place? Stretched into a place of sacrifice, stretched into a place of service, stretched into a place of believing God in faith, stretched into a place, hallelujah, that you never knew that you'd be walking in before. God gives that deposit into the anointing. It's the anointing that stretches you in your spirit into that place to fulfill your prophetic destiny and somebody ought to give God the praise. And then we also see that it's not only pure myrrh, 500 shekels, and sweet calamus, 250 shekels. Sweet cinnamon is also one of the elements that are used in the Shemin HaKadosh or the anointing. And we understand that that sweet cinnamon is that word in Hebrew is the word kinomen. And if you take the prefix of the word kinomen and you look at kina, kina is a word that is used in a variation of meanings in Hebrew. But that word kina is a prophetic prefiguring. And it, it literally means the prefix of that word kinomen or sweet cinnamon, where we get the word kina in Hebrew, the stem of the word. That word kina is a word used for zeal. It's a word used for for the zeal of God. Some of you do not have the zeal that you need to go up and possess the promise of God. Some of us have been afraid. Some of us have been apathetic. Some of us have been lukewarm. Some of us have been very passive concerning the promises of God. But when the anointing comes on your life, you need to understand that through that anointing, the sweet cinnamon comes upon your life. There's a deposit in it to give you zeal to say, I'm going to go up and possess the promises of God and take the territory that God has ordained for my life. Can I get a witness somewhere? Amen. The Bible says, take unto you principal spices. The word principal in Hebrew is the word rosh, which means head or means excellent. These are the excellent spices because when the anointing comes on your life, you walk in that in that elevating element because it says excellent or the chief or the number one. It shows us something about the anointing that lifts you to another level. It changes you. There is an elevating element in the anointing. This is why David said, you anoint my head with oil in the presence of my enemies. God lifts you up in the presence of your enemies. You're lifted up above your sorrow. You're lifted up above trial and tribulation. You're lifted up above everything that you've gone through because of the anointing. Somebody ought to give God the praise and give God the glory. <laughs> Hallelujah. So we understand all of these components. This is a composite of the components. The Bible says in verse 31, this shall be a holy anointing oil unto me throughout your generations. First of all, we need to understand that when the Bible says throughout your generations, that means that this anointing oil that God was speaking about in Exodus chapter 30 is not limited to the time frame of the temple. It is not limited to the time frame of the tabernacle. 
It's not limited to the time frame of Moses. It extends beyond the time frame. So it's something more than just sweet smelling myrrh. It's something more than just the components of just putting together some special kind of an anointing that's after the art of the apothecary. You and I need to understand that the Bible is concerning itself with measurements. It's concerning itself with the price. It's concerning itself with the meaning of these Hebrew words that shows us that it lasts beyond the days of Moses. It lasts beyond the days of the tabernacle. It lasts through every generation. And it's personal, powerful, prophetic, and relevant for you right now in 2013. God says, take to you pure myrrh. Put your hands up right now and say, I'm going to take pure myrrh. Because pure myrrh are the years of tears that God is going to take. And he's going to take that bitter tears that you have cried and he is going to make it something supernatural for the kingdom of God. Can I get a witness somewhere? Hallelujah. And we give God the praise and we give God the glory. And we also need to see, dear people of God, that the cinnamon is that zeal. It's that fire that causes you to go up and to possess the promises. That kinomen with that prefix kina. And the scripture says the sweet calamus, which is a cane, which was used in biblical times to measure. The reed was used to measure holy things. God is doing something supernatural when the anointing comes. He's taking his measuring stick and he's going to stretch you into another place in the kingdom. Somebody ought to say I'm being stretched in the kingdom. Hallelujah. And the Bible says, and of cassia, 500 shekels. The noun cassia is actually bark from trees in Arabia. But the verb cassia means to enkindle with fire. One of the identifying factors that the anointing has come in your life is not only the identifying factor of being stretched out of yourself, stretched out of your apathy, stretched out of your own knowledge, stretched out of your own compassion, stretched out of yourself into the fullness and the full stature of Christ Jesus. How many of you want to come up to that place in God? But you need to also understand, hallelujah, that the sweet that the the sweet cinnamon and uh, the sweet calamus also means that you're going to be stretched in the spirit to meet every single requirement that God is placing before you for your destiny because you don't have it in you in your own self to possess your destiny on your own. But God wants to give you the anointing to possess the promises and to go up and take the territory and to possess your prophetic future. Somebody ought to say, I'm ready to possess my promises. I'm ready to take it by force, not by my own self, not by my righteousness, not not by my own strength, but through the power of the anointing. <laughs> Hallelujah. And the scripture teaches us cassia, 500 shekels. What does it mean, cassia? The identifying factor that the anointing's on your life, the verb cassia means to enkindle with fire. Not just fire like zeal that we see in kinomen or sweet cinnamon, but the fire of God's love. There are some of us 
that we know how to praise a whole lot. We know how to make a whole lot of noise. We know how to shout, but we don't know how to love our neighbor as ourselves. And there is something about the anointing when it's the true anointing that we are going to be enkindled as an, as an identifying factor to walk in the love of God. Can I get a witness somewhere here today? To die to ourselves, to walk in that love. So if we go back to the book of Esther, and we see now, this was, we need to understand that Esther is being prepared for a purpose. Esther is being prepared to meet the king. Esther is going to be prepared. And the Bible tells us here, hallelujah, in verse chapter 2, verse 9. The Bible says, and the maiden pleased him. Who is she pleasing? First of all, we need to know that the maiden, the word in Hebrew for king, there are two words for king. One is the word melech, which is just the word for king. And then there is the article before melech, which is ha-melech. And whenever ha-melech is used with the article in Hebrew, in this particular text, we need to understand that Mordecai, when he wrote this book, wasn't referring to Ahasuerus. He was referring to the king of heaven. So we need to understand that Esther was found pleasing not to King Ahasuerus only, but she was first found pleasing to the king of heaven. And that's the secret to stepping into your prophetic purpose and your prophetic moment. The Bible says the maiden pleased him, not necessarily King Ahasuerus at this point, but the one who was preparing her to meet the king. And she obtained kindness of him, and he speedily gave her things necessary for her purification. I want you to know that the Holy Spirit right now is doing a different kind of work in the earth. He is giving you things necessary for your purification, but he's giving to them to you speedily. This is why some of us have gone through some things, one thing after another. We've gone through one trial after another trial, and we say, God, I don't understand. I've been serving you, and why am I going through this? When I just get out of this trial, I go through that trial. Can I get a witness somewhere? And you need to understand that these things are speedily given to you because God is doing a quick work in the earth. You need to understand that would have taken somebody 25 years to accomplish, God is going to speedily accomplish it in your life in five years, in four years. Are you ready for God to speedily accomplish those things that are necessary? Now watch this. I want you to see it. The Bible says, and he gave her speedily things for her purification with such things as belonged to her. What does that mean? That means there were certain things that were ordained for her to have. There were certain things that were ordained by God for you to have. There are some things you haven't seen yet that are waiting for you to take possession of. There are some of you that there are relationships that God has ordained for you to have, people that he has ordained for you to meet, people, uh, relationships that God wants you to walk into, careers that God has already prepared for you, doors of destiny that God has already made for you, but we haven't stepped into them yet. Why? Because first, things that are necessary for our purification must first 
be given to us. God says the thing that is blocking the blessing in our life is that there's some things that need to be removed in our life, that need to be changed in our life, so that the things that are necessary for our purification would be given to us with such things as belong to us, the same way as the things that belong to Esther. How many of you want all the things that belong to you? You want the destiny that belongs to you. You want the anointing that belongs to you. You want the divine relationships that belong to you. You want the purpose that belongs to you. You want the place in the kingdom that belongs to you. How many of you here today say, I want the place in the kingdom that belongs to me that God has ordained? Can I get a witness somewhere? with such things as belong to her. And the scripture says, if we look at it and, and, we, and we see this, the Bible says the maiden pleased him and she obtained kindness in his sight. And he gave her speedily such things for her purification and such things as belonged to her. So without the purification, the things that belong to you are not going to be released into your life. So you can say, thank you, Jesus, for this trial, because this test is for my best. Hello, somebody. God is using all the pain to train for greatness. Somebody ought to say, God's going to use my pain to train for greatness. It's a purification process. Now watch this. There is a new anointing that God wants to give to everyone. It's a special anointing that will come upon your life that will change everything. Not just the anointing that you received when you received Christ as Savior. Remember, everybody who received Jesus has received the anointing because he is the anointed one. The Bible says in 1 John chapter 2, verse 20, but you have an unction from the Holy One and you know all things. The Bible says in 1 John chapter 2, verse 27, the Bible says, but the anointing we have received of him abideth in you and you need not that any man teach you. So everybody has received an anointing. If you have received Christ, you have received the anointed one who lives within you. Amen. The word Christian in the Greek language, Christos in Greek means the anointed one. Christians mean anointed ones. So your destiny is to be anointed. Your calling is to be anointed. Somebody ought to give God the praise. But there is an anointing that God wants to give you that will change your life forever. It's another anointing. It's an anointing that doesn't come cheap. It's an anointing that will change you, that will shift your season, that will open the doors of everything that belongs to you. It's an anointing that will cause the predestined purpose to happen in your life. It's an anointing that will cause your turn to come. It's an anointing that'll cause your season to come. It's an anointing that'll cause your time to come. How many want your turn? How many want your time? That can only happen when the days of your purifications are accomplished. So often we've been taught that anything that hurts isn't good. So often we've been taught 
that anything that's inconveniencing us or that is putting us in a place of difficulty is not good for us. But what you didn't know is that the purification process is the best thing that ever happened to you. And what is God looking for? God doesn't want to beat you up. God doesn't want you to beat yourself up. But what God is interested in is character correction. God wants your character corrected. Thank you for joining us today on Day of Destiny. We invite you to our website at mydayofdestiny.com where you can easily access other podcasts and obtain your copy of Dr. Corral's latest book, Secrets of the Anointing. Also, we want to take this moment to invite you to engage in extending your hand of kindness by planting your seed or offering for multitudes that include orphans, providing water wells, providing medical supplies, clinics, feeding programs, and many other services to the suffering church and through efforts of evangelism worldwide. Just go to our website and click the donate button or text to give. Text HESED, C-H-E-S-E-D, to 7797. That's HESED, C-H-E-S-E-D, to 7797. You are also invited to visit Dr. Michelle Corral Facebook or Instagram. We look forward to having you encounter the anointing with us on our next Day of Destiny podcast.